Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. We're back. Woo. Okay. I've had a few of you asking where we were, so some of you did miss us. <laughs> we, <laughs> we've had a bit of a break because, um, well, Christmas, COVID, and just um, being crazy time for us fitness people in January. So we had a little bit of a longer break than we thought. And um, now we're back. Uh, how are you, Dan? You've had COVID as well, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a strange time, hasn't it? Both it we had COVID, which is a weird synchronicity thing. We had it back to back. Literally, your day 10 was my day one. So the, the, the universe works in weird ways, doesn't it? And then, yeah, yeah like, like I said, Christmas came and went as well as new year and then in, in the health and fitness industry january's oh it's just crazy isn't it so yeah um, but here we are back in here Feb. we are we're back we've got to get back into our routine because um yeah it's just gets a bit crazy for us guys in january and then hopefully we'll get back into our rhythm again in in february so we are back and today we are going to be talking about um jordan peterson there's no talk like this <laughs> He's got like a weird, because he's Canadian. I always find the Canadian accent really, really strange. They yeah. kind of sound a little bit British and then a little bit American. Talks like this. He's got a really, really, really Korean voice. So, um, did you like my impression? That was good, wasn't it? He said, you sound more like uh, someone of Sesame Street or something like that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's called Dr. Jordan Peterson. He's amazing. I'd really like him, but I actually I listened to him on Russell Brand the other day and I couldn't understand what they were talking about because he goes deep. He talks a lot about like gender and race and mm. equality and stuff, but he's, gosh, he's a really clever guy. And anyway, he's got this book called The 12 Rules of Life, An Antidote to Chaos. And um, we decided to talk through some of the rules, but for full disclosure, I did read this book many years ago and um, so I decided to reread it when I knew we were talking about it, and I've only got to real three. <laughs> so because it's so good. And um, yeah, so we're gonna go up to probably real six today, and then we're gonna do the next episode, will be real seven to twelve. Yeah, so we're gonna do a, a two-parter. Um yeah. and that kind of shows, like you said, he, he is very deep. He's like a clinical psychologist. There's no airy fairy stuff he gets into the nuts and bolts of like yeah. how society works, how politics works. Religion, he talks a lot about religion, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and just pretty much how humans are wired up. And unpacking all of that is, it's complicated, isn't it? But reading the book, I found, you going through the 12 points, there's a lot of, it goes into a lot of detail, but you can sum it up in a lot of kind of cliches and other quotes and stuff, which you hear from um, his wise teachers. So he just packages it in like a slightly different way, but it's all really good stuff. It talks about like a lot about the neuroscience and the, the yeah mm. the psychology. He's a director of psychiatry, isn't he? And uh, I think it's Toronto um, University or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a professor and a director. He's oh, he's really good. Anyway, if yeah. you do get a chance to listen to him on any of the podcasts, then he's been on Joe Rogan. He did a four-hour one the other week with Joe. Rogan. Are we allowed to mention Joe Rogan? Are we still staying on Ooh, Spotify, Dan? Shall we withdraw eh? from Spotify yeah. for misinformation? Who has he been? Um, <laughs> who who was the artist who was trying to get him kicked off is it neil neil, neil young? young neil young and johnny mitchell or someone <laughs> but then uh turns out neil young he's got a special deal on with amazon so amazon oh, and all his music so when you dig a little bit deeper it goes yeah. to show and yeah. the, what was his song his famous song was freedom Rockin in the free world 
what in the free world <laughs> <laughs> yeah. unless he does not like free what he wants you to be but yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's interesting isn't it yeah follow the money um yeah. but you know yeah I, I was laughing the other day because um you know Neil Young's withdrawing his his songs and stuff yeah. james blunt have you seen what james blunt put out oh, no. I, I laugh he's funny james blunt. he is funny isn't he yeah. on twitter he said if if they don't reinstate um joe rogan or something he says i'm going to start releasing music on spotify <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got a good sense of humor him, like, hasn't he? when um so uh... i saw him on an interview a few years back it might have been on top gear or something and they said um jeremy clarkson said i think this was in, like the early days of twitter considering how famous he was, I think it was in Heidi B's like music career. And someone had said to him on Twitter, how come we've only got what, 20 followers or 100 followers, whatever it was. He go back and said, well, well, Jesus only had 12 and he did, he did pretty well for himself, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. He is quite, he's clever, uh, isn't he? He is good, yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, we're not going to withdraw our podcast from Spotify. Uh, I don't think I would be that bothered if we did. I think we would have been withdrawn by now. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, right. Let's. We're not spreading misinformation. We are spreading the word of Jordan Peterson today. Yeah. So let's go. Rule one. I like this rule. Stand up straight with your shoulders back. Are we all doing it? I wonder if people were expecting more of a, a profound, <laughs> you know, quote from the ages. But it's very practical. Stand up straight with your shoulders back. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm all for that. A good posture. And he talks a lot about lobsters in this one, doesn't he? Yeah. Randomly. Yeah. If you ever watch any of these videos on YouTube you, and you go to the comments section, there's a lot of funny lobster quotes and, and jokes. Oh, is there? Yeah. I've never noticed people, that. People say he's obsessed by lobsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he said that the neuroscience of lobsters' brains and bodies are very similar to ours in a strange kind of way. So he studies lobsters a lot. And what he was saying is lobsters are basically very territorial and they will defend. So the top lobster will defend their, his territory like till the death. And the, the subordinate lobsters who don't who try to take on the top lobster, their posture changes when they don't win the battle. In a, a few of the rules, but this one in particular, he references the animal kingdom quite a lot as yeah. well. Because it's a obviously humans are like the you know the pinnacle of creation and animals are a bit simpler. You can often tell with things like posture and body language and group dynamics it's sometimes easier to see in animals so you just reference them quite a lot but uh obviously in humans you can see posture things like emotions posture affects your emotions and vice versa so it's kind of like the whole chicken or the egg which one do you change first well mm. why which one whichever one's the easiest just try and change your emotions but if that's if you're struggling with that then just change your posture and that will change your emotions yeah. so it's such a complex topic there is actually simple solutions which can kind of get the ball rolling what do you say, Dan? What I always quote you, we are the most complicated creatures on the planet, but the, the solutions are not complex. Oh, yeah, right? we are, we are, was it, we are complicated, but not, no, we are complex, but not complicated. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so I, might solution... have even, I might have even butchered that myself, to be honest. Be <laughs> so yeah. the solutions are always not complex. It's like when I'm telling people to yeah. drink more water and do stuff, it's like it's got molecular reasons why you do it. But the solution is just drink more water. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's all these things that we teach are simple, but so effective. And why don't we do them as humans? It's like, you know, how, why do we need to be reminded to drink water? Like my little dog, not so little now, by the way, folks, he's massive. Um, 
he drinks so much water, but I don't have to tell him to drink water. He just does it automatically, you know? So A good one with this, the stand up straight with your shoulders back. Again, no one needs to tell an animal when it's going into, uh, into a fight or it's doing a bloody mating ritual, like, right, remember your posture. It just They just do it when they're confident and they, yeah. they have these modes they go into. Um, and you always, I know one of your favorite, not necessarily a quote, but a topic regards to posture is imagine yourself as an antenna. And that's essentially mm-hmm. what it is. Universal antenna. If, if your posture is good, you're going to get clearer messages. Obviously, you're going to be healthier. You're going to look more confident, but you're going to get messages which kind of come to you a little bit clearer. So it actually works like that. Yeah, posture is your universal antenna. And um, yeah, you receive the energy in and you give the energy out. And if you're in a bad posture, you don't have that energy to give out. And so you don't receive it back in. Also, what he talks about, um, Jordan Peterson, is the serotonin, the neurotransmitter in your brain. He says that when you're in good posture, it can flow freely. And because you're confident, you're getting more serotonin in your brain, which is reaffirming that feedback loop that like, you're the king lobster in the in the territory. And then the ones around you who aren't so confident, they're not getting those serotonin hits. So it's it's uh, continuous. It's like a spiral, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course. And that kind of feeds into rule number two to some degree. So rule mm-hmm. number two is treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. I love this, Rail. Yeah. So like, like you were saying there, if you just think of yourself and just look after yourself, then you're going to have your health, your happiness, your impact is going to spread to your friends and family, people who you love much more effectively. Yeah. It's kind of like, obviously, the, the main man we always talk about, Paul Check. Remember years ago, one of the first things I heard him say, which stuck with me was, he said, I treat Paul like Paul's best friend. And it's just strange how you sometimes you get people who treat others far better than they treat themselves. And the yeah. strangest one is, or the, or the simplest like, analogy for me is, people who have pets, I know you mentioned you're not so big, uh, little That's dog so now. Small. People treat the pets like far better than they treat themselves. Pets never go without a meal. They never go without a walk, exercise. They've always got plenty of water. Get brushed. If, they yeah, get like strokes, they get love. They get love they and get attention love. just just for the sake of it. They get played with. If mm-hmm. they ever hurt, they go to the vet straight away. They don't wait a year to see the doctor. It's like if you just treat like treat yourself as well as you treat your pet, then the world would be a better place. It's that whole. Yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. If you look after yourself, you're going to have an impact on, you know, your community. Yeah, I was once listening to two ladies talking about their dogs. They had like really good, like short dogs, like proper, not like proper, you know what I mean? They took them to crufts and like they were really high end dogs. And um, they were both there, overweight ladies, middle aged, both with knee problems, shoulder problems, neck problems. Sitting to- and I was just sitting, like, you know, reading away, and I'm thinking, and I'm listening to them talking, and they're talking about how they only feed their dogs raw, raw food diet, and how much exercise they get their dogs need every day, what kind of mental stimulation the dogs need. Like, mm. and I'm sitting looking at them, and I could see them eating cake, <laughs> drinking, totally really to the dogs, like yeah. uh-huh, saying about how well they kept their dogs. And I'm just sitting thinking, I wonder what it would sound like if you were actually applying that to yourselves. Yeah, because you can do it to both you and the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you? Yeah. So. And you can combine them. Like one of my like self-care things is take my dogs for a walk every day. And you, and you know, my fitness mm. regime is to be fitter than a Labrador, stronger than a Labrador, which now means two Labradors. Two Labradors, yeah. Going to feel so, like world's strongest woman soon. 
I'm, I'm going to have to be because the other day I had to hold myself on a post when <laughs> when Ash started to pull. He's getting really strong. Oh, I had to like that, yeah. hang on to a post to like keep holding it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so stronger than a Labrador is, you, you know, and people do treat that. There's something in this book, isn't it? It's, he says that um, it, there's, there's a higher percentage of people will give their animals medicine than what they will take from their own doctor. Yeah, like like I say, I don't know whether it's like in human nature to maybe it's like something to do with pets and, and that kind of or even children. It's that nurture thing in people. Mm. I wonder if it's it's there's probably like a few different elements going into it as yeah. well. He talks about how humans we make life more and more easy to the point now where we're making life so easy. Like I say, we we have fast food. We don't have to cook for ourselves. We drive mm. everywhere, so we don't have to get any exercise. Uh, we take medication, so we don't have to listen to the pain in our body. We're making life yeah. so so easy. We get to the point now where humans are almost craving difficulty. Isn't that a weird thing? And I never thought about that till Jordan Peterson said it. We get off. people who do these extreme challenges. Like mm. I was just saying before we came on air, there's a guy now, he's rowing from England to America in a canoe, 4,500 miles. But like, I wonder, like that wouldn't have happened 200, 300 years ago. Because <laughs> they'd be and doing that anyway, wouldn't when, they? <laughs> well, then daily life was so hard. You didn't have yeah. time to sit and think, Right, my life's been so goddamn easy. What challenge shall I do? Just, <laughs> just, to, just for an experience. Every day was just surviving was an experience. So yeah, it's it's, it's a weird thing we make in life. When you're so, working so twelve easy. hours down a pit, you don't yeah, want to be like absolutely. hauling your hauling your ass around a blooming extreme fitness course and all that stuff. It's true. We do yeah. need that extreme. And you know what I always say is like we are creatures of captivity. We've created all these like devices, like like washing machines for example you know like go back a hundred years you had the mangle and you had the uh, yeah. you know the 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 pot the box the thing that like you like doing washing would have taken a good whole day to do mm-hmm. and then you know so we just stick stuff in a washing machine and tumble dry and don't even think about it now do we and it's i know and yeah the further you go back the more like comforts you can take away like even food people you just have to believe it or not grow and hunt their own food <laughs> yeah. and now 99.99% of the population would not know a clue where to start. You'd probably, you would starve to death if you, if you, yeah. there's no more shops. You wouldn't, most of the population would. I know. One of my zombie apocalypse, <laughs> one of my zombie apocalypse plans, if the zombie apocalypse happens, is to like quickly fly to Africa <laughs> or Australia <laughs> and um, live with the Aborigines, you know, like they're, they're going to be the ones who'll survive, aren't they? You know, the Kalahari Bushmen and stuff. They wouldn't even yeah. notice that the, that the zombie apocalypse has happened. Well, I, I think the, I think us cultured Westerners would just probably take guns over there and, and put a gun to their head and teach us how you catch your animals. And then we would probably shoot with them all. <laughs> within a year <laughs> I mean I'm being a pessimist but that's how it kind of worked doesn't it yeah. but yeah. speaking of um, however we got onto the subject of animals and food and stuff interestingly the main man uh, JP Jordan Peterson is a carnivore Ooh. carnivore oh so you tried the carnivore his, diet for a while I still his daughter, yeah. I'm not actually fully carnivore but I'm more carnivore than I've ever been I'm liking a good steak at the moment I'm, I've always been a carnivore mm. but he he just eats steak and drinks water that's it interesting and he is a brain doctor mm, but he went through a really severe illness and he depression runs in his family he was so sick that he couldn't get out of bed and he was so inflamed blah blah, blah. anyway and his daughter Michaela had um rheumatoid arthritis. rheumatoid arthritis yeah yeah but when she was like a, 
a child and she had to have an ankle replacement and a hip replacement when she was like before the age of 10 tried all the medical advice in the world just something you're gonna have to live with did obviously very intelligent so she did her own research as a teenager figured out that inflammatory foods were normally carbohydrate based plants fruits these type of things cut them all out she went carnivore perfect health strange Mm -hmm. then she taught then she taught a dad about it when he was suffering from depression so now he just eats steak drinks water and he says now he's that tuned into it if he got he says that he loves carbohydrate foods like a big piece of cheesecake it's not that he doesn't enjoy it it just Mm. it kills him um he says if he he had something like that it would just be it would flatline him for days wow Um, interesting yeah, him and his daughter Michaela have some really interesting stuff on the carnivore diet oh, and I'd say he's very well versed he's not just a he's not trying to sell you something a course or a, mm. a diet plan he does when it someone like, like him he says it like and then you respect what he says don't you because he's Absolutely, like that's yeah. what he's talking about doesn't he yeah so um interesting yeah, I think we digress. So, we digress, but let me just tell you quickly about my dietary interventions for this month. So I've been on dry January, apart from one little blip, and I managed the whole thing, and I mm. feel so much better, yeah. so much better. And not that I drank a lot anyway, but it just like the other day, I thought I'll have a celebratory glass of red wine for Stephen started because we've got this gorgeous box of wine for Christmas off my dad. And yeah. Stephen's just been drinking it all the way down. I was saying, <laughs> like, just stop, quit drinking the good stuff while, until, while I'm on dry January. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> so we quickly, um, I, I, so I had a little glass and honestly, it knocked us to pot. I couldn't sleep and it was just like, it was. Oh, pot. really? Yeah, so I think I'm going to do dry February as well. I think actually I might just give up alcohol. It's not even a big thing in my life. Uh, it's okay. Like, it's okay for a, if you're going to suffer for it, if it's like a celebration or, yeah, uh, it's okay now and again. But yeah, I don't want I'll, to be the one of person who's like, like, I don't want to be the person who goes, oh, I'm sober. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm. I've never had a problem with it. It's not like that. I'm sober. But it's just that, yeah, I, I will have occasional glasses, but not like, you just prefer life without it, yeah. Yeah, I just prefer not to have it. And I've gone mm. gluten free again. And you know what? Lost lost that seven pounds, you know, the final seven pounds that you can never lose. Lost it. Yeah. Feels so much better. It's the business, isn't it? Going gluten free. It is the business. So maybe and I'm always carnivore anyway. I'm pretty carnivore-esque. Mm. Right, should we, should we get this train back on the tracks a little bit? <laughs> yeah, that's I was gonna tell you something there. Um oh so First off, we're back on the rule two again. Treat yourself like someone you're responsible for. Um, Jamie Cattle, who I'm going to try and get on the podcast, is one of my mentors on a course I'm doing. In his book, he talks about um, if you were interviewing somebody, you should look after the per- Like, say your mum or your dad were going into a care home and you were interviewing a carer. Yeah. Um, he talks about, are you actually qualified to care for yourself? What are the questions uh, that yeah. you would ask a carer? Like, you know, what would you want them to be? What qualities would you want them to be? You want them to be kind, love, like loving, um, consistent. You want them to turn up at the same time every day, yeah. treat people with dignity, all of that kind of stuff. And he says, like, apply that to yourself. Are you, he talks about, are you actually qualified to look after yourself? Oh, uh, yeah. It's funny because humans have this weird thing because, again, we're at the, we're at the pinnacle of creation. But we we self aware. In our opinion. <laughs> yeah, in our opinion, yeah. But we're the only we're the only species that we know of that are, is like aware of ourselves, so we can think about our own thoughts, which is a strange thing. But then we have these negative things built into us as well, like self sabotage. Mm. We might know we know all these things which make us healthy, but still we still we like sabotage ourselves all yeah. the time. Yeah. So it's 
Again. As, Brian, as Brian Cox says, we're the only creatures that stare at the horizon and wonder what's out there. So anyway. Right. Go on, then. Real right. three. You can go. Real three. So this is like towards the end of my... Uh, <laughs> where I know this is, this is where you go quiet. Yeah, I know real three. So <laughs> real three is make friends with people who want the best for you. This is such a good rule because, like, you know, it's the people who you surround yourself with, especially when you're trying to, like, evolve and up level a bit. You need to be a, we're around people who are... At that, that higher level than you, what they say, hang around with five millionaires and you'll become the sixth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the next rule. Yeah, I find this, we talk about business a lot. This is very entrepreneurial. You do hear this in the business world a lot. Mm-hmm. You are the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. And, and, and that's really true. So what you should do is, obviously, you're going to have, just by default, you're going to have five people you hang around with. And some of these people you can't, you can't really avoid. It might sound harsh, but obviously friends and all uh, family, family yeah. and old friends yeah but it's like intentionally choose five people who you like you aspire to be and mm-hmm. these people should be a few steps ahead of you they should be able to teach you you should be able to also give back to them but they should demand they should be demanding of you they should demand more from you if, if they're like mm-hmm. tr- a true friend they should demand and not not let you sit back and just go into your comfort zone they should want you to progress yeah um i'll just read a little quote if you surround yourself with people who support your upward aim, they will not tolerate your cynicism and destructiveness. They will instead encourage you when you do good for yourself and others and punish you carefully when you do not. This will help bolster your resolve to do what you should do in the most appropriate and careful manner. People who are aiming up will do the opposite. They will offer a former people, sorry, people who are not aiming up will do the opposite. And they will offer a former smoker a cigarette, a former alcoholic a beer. They will become jealous when you succeed or do something pristine. So, yeah, it's be with true. people who support yeah. your upward, upward yeah. journey. And be aware of people who are kind of just pulling you back a little bit yeah. as well. Because it can be... Um, I don't want really want to use the word sly and watch you, but it can be it can be subtle. Sorry, that's like the you know sabotaging. I mean? Yeah, it yeah, can yeah. it can be very subtle. Like um, I used to work a lot in offices and stuff, you know. And like every January, everyone go on the healthy kick, and there'd always be people who buy kicks for the office. And you know, it's like, oh, it's my yeah, birthday. It's, it's I just thought yeah, we'd celebrate. Subtle. Yeah, and it's like mm, it mm-hmm. is subtle, and that and then that that it's that downward spiral that you get into then from there, isn't it? Yeah. And when you, you mentioned in the quote there, like aim, aim up, the quote that I wrote down from uh, the main man, JP, he says, you don't get what you aim at, you might get what you aim at. Okay, so emphasize Results the word aren't might. guaranteed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you might get what you aim at, but if you keep aiming, your aim will get better. Okay, so that's, mm. I thought that was very strange. So you're not guaranteed what you're going to aim at. But the more you aim, the better your aim gets. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I thought. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the more yeah. you try, the better your aim. I yeah. always think results aren't guaranteed, but if you do the work, then, you know, every day, do do the work, then you... But yeah, it's the whole the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah, I truly believe that. Yeah. Right, so we're on to rule four, which you... <laughs> which I don't know about. <laughs> are, you, are you tapped out now? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it out. Yeah. Com- compare yourself to who you were yesterday not who someone else is today this one's very very prevalent today i would say with the with the social media world we live in oh gosh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this one kind of harps on a lot about the same things as um i found atomic habits talks about just if you just compare yourself to who you were yesterday and you might be 0.1 of a percent better but over years and years and years you're better and mm-hmm. if, but if you compare yourself to other people it doesn't matter what you do that 
there will always be someone who's done it better, done it faster, you know, made more money, done it quicker than you. But if you just compare yourself to yourself yesterday and you're getting better, then that's the road to, to happiness. There always will be someone who's done it better, even the best in the world. Small things done regularly create extraordinary results. Yeah. Like the, the two key parts in that of compare yourself to who you were yesterday and then not who someone else is. Okay, that's like, I find there's two components to that. So, And they say comparison is the thief of joy. So. It absolutely is. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just like, um, yeah, I was thinking, because I'm doing this course at the minute, uh, the breathwork stuff, and I'm quite ahead in business. Like I've done a lot. I spent the last seven years, eight years doing my own business. So I've already got like a lot of the things in place. Mm. And, like, so I think some people are going like, oh, well, you're so far ahead in doing all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but it's because I've done it every single day for the last seven, yeah. eight years. You know, yeah. it's not like... You're on, you're, on, you're on different levels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not like, I remember feeling like that. I remember thinking, oh my God, where do I, how, how, what, why, yeah. when? And... Uh, but at yeah. your stage now, though, you encounter different problems. The problems yeah, never exactly. go away. You think I heard a really good saying actually just last night and this like stuck with me and it was another level another devil which is good isn't it yeah. so the people who are multi-millionaires they still they, they encounter probably more headaches than people who are starting off to they have to yeah, deal with yeah, employees and, and things, tax yeah. and like another level on the another devil yeah 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 it's uh yeah right, okay so next rule not... okay this one you should riff on this a little bit because <laughs> you'll realize why in a second okay do, do not let your kids okay. do anything which makes you dislike them and I don't have kids, but I kind of know what this one means. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Totally get that. Do not let them do things that you don't that makes you dislike them. It doesn't mean yeah. that they can't be naughty or do stuff. But you know, kids like a human, aren't they? Like my two yeah. are teenagers now, and they can do a lot of things that are naughty. But <laughs> yeah. well, I think just... what John Peterson means is, if if you don't like it and it annoys you, and they do it all the time chances are society's not going to like it either and yeah. and if if you it's like being outcast by the tribe it's not a good survival mechanism is it yeah 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 you know what I mean so that's where it comes from really I think um as well what Carl Jung says that the things that annoy you in others are what actually reflecting out of yourself absolutely yeah life and, is a mirror isn't it yeah and I think your children are massive mirrors because what you're teaching them like as you learn from in, you don't you yeah yeah as an example like example in it's like um the other day one of my friends her son got punched at school in the nose for no reason just this kid came up and punched him and she ended up in a &E with him and all mm. sorts of stuff and apparently this kid his dad when he plays rugby and his dad's always saying just punch them and you mm. know anything and, and like apparently this kid has also broken someone a girl's collarbone and but you can see like, where he gets it from. Yeah, and you can kind of see that if his dad's shouting at him, just throwing punches around, then, you know, fair, uh, not fair enough on a rugby pitch, but it's a different environment on a rugby pitch to being in school and totally attacking uh, course, people yeah. and provoked. But it's like you can see where that's coming from. So you've got to... It's learned model. behavior, yeah. Yeah, so you've got to be the model to, to your children. Yeah. And, like, there's things that I'll do that I don't like. <laughs> But then my kids yeah. will do it. But then yeah, I think, yeah. well, yeah. actually, I can't really tell them off to do that. That's improved my behavior because that's what 
examples out to them. Yeah. So that that segues perfectly onto rule of six, which is get your house in order before you criticize the world. Oh my god, yes. So perfect segue. So this yeah. this is like it might sound very um high and mighty of people to say that, but what it really means is that you don't have to be perfect because no one is. But before mm-hmm. you go criticizing people, you have to have an honest, introspective look at yourself. And if mm-hmm. something's annoying you or you're being argumentative with someone, have a look at yourself first and think, well, am I seeing that in those people because I recognize it in myself? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So be honest with yourself. And it comes down to responsibility as well. If a good analogy I kind of read about this was, if everyone is just responsible for cleaning their own house and cleaning their own garden, then the world would be a lot cleaner place. So that's yeah, kind of a good analogy, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I also read something that I thought that is absolutely right. You'll never get criticised by someone at a higher level than you. That is so true, yeah. yeah. I need to remind myself that. Sometimes every, t- every time I hear that quote, it triggers me. So I know it's something I need to kind of pay more attention to. And I, I seem to hear it quite a lot as well. I've heard yeah. it a few times recently, yeah. But it's so true, isn't it? The universe is telling you something. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah, it's people who are higher than you will never, ever criticise somebody who's trying. It's no, oh, people God, no. who are lower than you who will be going, oh, you're not good enough to do that. No, no, no. Whereas people who have done it will be like, yeah, of course you can do it. Of course. Get, yeah. get on with it. Again, that kind of goes back to was it rule, rule two or three, befriend people um, yeah. who want the best for you. And that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so that's the first six and then we'll do, and then I'll have time to read the next. <laughs> yeah. we'll the I next did all right on those, week. though, didn't I? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. fascinating stuff. And if people don't want to buy the book or they're not into reading, um, I would recommend there's some really good on YouTube. There's some good summary videos where people put in a kind of 10, 15 minute presentations and it's like animated and it's just like, and it has obviously Jordan Peterson talking in there and it sums it up really well. So, fucking like this. <laughs> Maybe not like that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, cool. So I enjoyed that, Dan. It's good to be back. Yay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So we're going to do the next six rules next episode. And remember, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, bloody, and the other, and the other hundred Alexa. places. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're still on Spotify because we're not withdrawing our podcast. Not just yet. Not just yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. Um, Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. It's good to be back. And remember to leave us a review or share the love. Pass the podcast around because um, the more people who listen, the more love we share. Right. Cool. See you soon, everyone. See you soon. Bye.